Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman, and this is our latest look at the Minnesota Twins. I'm joined by Rhett Bollinger. And, Rhett, uh, let's kick it off here. We've got got a little bit about a month, a little more than a month to go uh, before guys report to Fort Myers, Florida. So give me a bold prediction for the rest of the Twins offseason. Well, I don't know if it's too bold at this point, but I think at this point, we've gone long enough in the offseason, I don't think that Brian Dozier will be traded. I think if anything, they're going to build the offense around him. I could actually see the Twins uh, signing another player to kind of complement the offense, maybe sign an outfielder. Uh, Obviously, they have a very young outfield with Byron Buxton, with with Eddie Rosario, with Max Kepler. Um, A veteran bat could certainly help this team a lot. We know they need pitching which uh, is not very bold to say they need pitching. Obviously, last year had the worst ERA in, in the majors. So uh, I think it would be very bold if they sign an outfielder. I know they've talked to Jose Batista's representative uh, at this offseason. I don't think it's you know, too serious. I'm just checking in to see you know, this is availability out there, especially considering the fact that it sounds like Batista could maybe take a one-year deal. So um, I think boldly, I think the Twins will hang on to Dozier, try to build around him uh, the rest of the way here uh, going forward. The Twins do have that protected first-round pick, so uh, you never rule out. Sometimes uh, those are opportunities to, to get in the market of a guy uh, you know, when his market does crumble, but uh, we shall see. Uh, obviously, Red Dozier has been the, the centerpiece uh, of, of any and all uh, news regarding the Twins uh, these last few weeks. Really, this whole winter we've been talking about the possibility of Dozier being on the move. But you know, to your point earlier about it, it kind of gets to the heart of if this is going to happen, maybe it would have happened by now. Um, this thing is really dragged out. It, it seems we've heard reports uh, in the last week or so that the Twins are, are close to making up their minds. What's the latest you hear there? I think at this point, this week, it should be resolved. I think the Twins do want to kind of get this done with. Um, we had talked about it the entire offseason. It's been kind of dragging uh, throughout. Uh, we do know, obviously, that Jose De Leon is kind of the main target of the Twins, the right-handed pitcher, a uh, big pitching prospect for the Dodgers. Um, but it's kind of the, the pieces, pieces around that's kind of what they've been kind of haggling over, it sounds like. Uh, whether or not the Dodgers are willing to get rid of other, or not, or sorry, to include other top prospects to, for, for Dozier. So, and so far at this point, they obviously have not because they haven't had a trade yet. So um, I think the Twins are probably smart to set a deadline and say, hey, you know, if you're not going to make this deal, then we're just going to kind of move on with Dozier as a second baseman because um, they can't sit here and wait forever. Obviously, other teams in the mix as well. We've heard teams like the Braves in that mix, uh, you know, even maybe the Cardinals, some teams like that. I mentioned the Giants at one point as well. So there are teams that are in there, but it seems like the Dodgers all along have kind of been the, the most likely you know, uh, team to make that trade. And then also the Dodgers did, you know, sign a Cuban infielder uh, yesterday, um, a, a guy that's probably more, you know, 
his minor league deal, so it's not a, a big signing for the Dodgers, but you never know if that also puts a wrench in their plans as well. So at this point, it's still worth monitoring, but uh, I do think it's going to resolve it pretty quickly. All right, well, as you referenced, Rhett, uh, the pitching is, is a fundamental need for the Twins if they're going to have any hope of, of being a competitive ball club here moving forward. The rotation was a real mess uh, again in 2016. Um, you had a, uh, you had an article recently on the Twins website about their rotation picture, and I uh, thought we'd run through a couple of those guys just to get your thoughts on them. First of all, Kyle Gibson, he had a 5.07 ERA in 25 starts last year, and he might be the number two starter on this team. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Gibson going into the new year? It's a big year for him. I thought last year was going to be his breakout year. He had a really good year two years ago. Maybe not really good, but a solid year by his standards. ERA in the low fours with a solid starting pitcher with a you know, good sinker ball. Not really a strikeout guy, but certainly, you know, a, a good middle-to-back-end starter that you could count on. And sure enough, last year, it all kind of went haywire. He struggled with injuries a little bit, too. Kind of had a back injury throughout the year. Um, went on the DL at one point as well and just never really got consistent. I think that big step forward they're hoping he's going to take, especially with the strikeouts, never came. Um, so I think this is a year for him. He's got to kind of prove that he can be a part of this rotation. Obviously, he was a big prospect for a long time. He's got the prototypical frame of being, you know, a six foot six sinker baller. It's just that thing where the slider and the – and the changeup really have never been that kind of the outpitch I think they kind of wanted it to be. So um, it's certainly not too late, but this is definitely going to be a big year to kind of prove that he can at least even be a mid-rotation starter because last year, you know, he was their second-best guy, but as he got ready, he said it was in the five. So it goes to show you just how, you know, tough the rotation was for last year for the Twins. Yeah, and it got tougher still. Hector Santiago arrived midseason. There was some thought, well, that, that could be a, a good play there, a guy with some control attached to him. But then he had a 5.58 ERA. Uh, and 11 starts for Minnesota. What's uh, what's up with Santiago here moving forward? Well, a lot of that was just kind of early on, though, too. I mean, he really came over and struggled right out of the gate. He was a lot better there uh, down the stretch. It's much better. Uh, even at one point, you know, when he first got came over, he was on a hot streak with the Angels. But, okay, can he keep this going? Sure enough, went the other way, and he was so bad at You know, I almost had to wonder if he was going to be a non-tender candidate. But then, sure enough, uh, turned it around there down the stretch. Um, so I think they kind of know he's one of those guys that, Kind of walks that tightrope of uh, tightrope of you know striking out, sorry, of walking a lot of guys, giving up home runs. Um, but he's been effectively wild. I think his career RA is right around 3.7, 3.8. So he's had a solid career. So I think it's one of those things where maybe last year when he first came over, it's kind of maybe just that you know new team jitters, that kind of stuff, and working with a new pitching coach. Uh, but once he kind of got his mechanics and everything kind of ironed out a little bit, he was much better. So he's kind of a wild card uh, going into this year. Like I said he's just such a you know erratic pitcher in some ways. You never know what you're going to get. But he's been an All Star before. He's a veteran, so he's definitely going to be a part of the rotation. At this point, it's going to be hard to really know what they're going to get from him. Uh, another trade acquisition, uh, interesting name, Adalberto Mejia was acquired for Eduardo Nunez. Uh, obviously, this is more in the prospect realm, Brett, but what are the chances this guy cracking the opening day rotation? Do you think he could uh, potentially fight his way into a, a job, or is he more on the back burner at this point? It's certainly possible, but it would be surprising. I, I think that obviously a guy like Jose Barrios has been up there longer has a better shot than he does, even though, as we've talked about a bunch, Barrios really obviously had a, a big struggle up there in the majors. But like, he has a, a very quality left, uh, left-handed left arm there, a big guy. I was surprised how big he was in person when he came over. He pitched one game in Kansas City after the trade. A uh, big, strong guy, lefty, uh, good control. Uh, he, he was suspended, you know, I think it was two years ago uh, for TDs, I believe. But uh, since then, has bounced back and had a, a really – you know, kind of regained his prospect status. So, uh, for me, and I, I still believe it, we'll see how he does in the majors. I think it was a solid trade for the Twins at the time to add a major league, you know, ready uh, left-handed arm like that. Um, I don't think, like I said, I think he's probably more likely to go triple A's throughout the year out, but I do think for sure 
he'll be in the rotation at some point this year. All right, there you have it. The Rays from Rhett Bollinger. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.